0: Okay, let's begin our uh, discussion of Chayi Sara. Parshas Chayisara. Parshas um, Chayisara, Shabbat Chavron. Those who will be in Chavron uh, will be joined by Ezra Hashem by many, many, many Jews. Let's start with the uh, beginning of the Parshas. start with start with a... Uh, a uh, Before we start, just to uh, mention tonight's cheer should be L'Refua uh, Shalema Tamar Miriam Bas Chayamaita. A little baby, a little girl who... Um, should have a Rafua who is in our community, and Be'a Hashem, the shir should be Shalema The Disqlis of the Torah should help her get stronger and stronger day by day. Okay, so let's uh, start with a, a short uh, one-liner. I got a, a lot of feedback from uh, two weeks ago, and I had a, started off with a one-liner. Like, oh, that was a good, so it's a good back pocket. So I'll just start with a, another one-liner, maybe a two-liner. In uh, in Vakrasa Shabbos Oneg, a beautiful uh, set, uh, that has a little, short little thoughts, stories, just points out in source number one, that we know this week's Parsha is the source for Tfilas Mincha, Yitzhak Avinu, V'yese Yitzhak lasuach Basada, he goes out to, to, um, to Davin in the field, Yislag Mincha, last week's Parsha, Vayashkim uh, Avram, Avram went out to, uh, to the place where he stood, and we learn our chakras and of course, Yaakov Avinu was Masaki and says the Garan Bracha is Tefillah So it's interesting, if you take each of the names of the Avos and you look at the second letter in each of the Avos' names, it hints to the time period in which their Tefillah is found. Avram's, Avram Avinu's second letter is a base for Boker. Yitzchak's second letter is Tzadik Tzaharayim. And Yaakov Avinu's second letter is Ayin Erev or Arvis. Alright, so the three Avos, even in their names, already have the tefillah that they were mesakein hidden into it. So again, one could say the message being that not it was not the first letter. It's behind each of the Avos. Behind each of the Avos is their koachat ha It's not open, right, when you see them, but it really... Um, it is part of them as one goes deep into who they are. Again, not for now, but maybe another time, what the connection is specifically between Avraham and Shacharis, Yitzchak and Mincha, and Yaakov and, and Meir. Maybe we'll talk about in Meshachach in a couple of weeks, about the connection between Yaakov and Marus Halayla. Okay, but that is just one thought. Interesting, Avraham, Misach and Yaakov, Boker, Saharayim and Erev. Okay, now let's start with though, the beginning of the parashah, the first Rashi. First Rashi, Sarah dies, Vayi uchayi interesting, it doesn't say that we know that she died because now it's, uh, beginning the parsha. we don't know exactly why she died in the Torah Shebechzav, Torah we know why she died, connected to the end of last week, but in the Torah Shebal Peh, Sarah is about the death of Sarah. Just like, ironically, Vayechi Yaakov, is about the death of Yaakov, Parsha's Vayechi. But the, uh, the Imahos, um, even in their, in their death, are Chaim. So, 127 years, and Sarah dies in, in Hebron, and Avram comes and is masped her, and he buries her, and we have the story of the purchase of Ma'aras Machpelah. First Rashi, that talks about the connection between the end of the previous Parsha and this week's Parsha, the end of Pasuk, um the end of Pasik Al Bays in the Rashi, Lispolisar Val of Kosa, the Nismacha Bh Misa Sara Lakeda's Yasak, Sarah's death is connected to the end of previous parts of the Aqeda, Lafisha al Yadeh Bisora shenizdami Akeida, Shinizdami bin Alashita, Vikimat Parcha Nishmasa Mimena. When she heard what happened with the Yakeda, she heard the news that her son almost died. He didn't die. He almost died, she was such so much she was in shock. She couldn't she couldn't take it, she fainted, and that was it. That was it. And she died. That's the connection. The end of last week's parsha, the beginning of, of this week's parsha. Ask for Sternbach. Source number two, in Tam Vadas. As of Sternbach. It's a question to ask about this reaction that Sarah was like, Whoa, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that happened to my son. He was almost killed. Well, was she upset at Avraham? I can't believe he did that. What, what was she exactly feeling? She was on the same level, what we learned in, in last week's parsha. She was an, on an even greater level in Nevuah than Avraham Avinu. Right? Hashem says, Listen to her. She's got the higher level of Nevuah. So what exactly was she in shock from? in came he Mesa, she was in such pain that, oh it, it happened, I can't believe this almost happened. So what exactly was 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 uh, was meant and are we how are we to understand her reaction? So says of an idea that we've alluded to in the past, maybe even alluded to last week, but he says it specifically in this context. He quotes the Magan Misherim, who is the Magen Mishar? and The Magan Meshar is a sefer written by the Beis Yosef, Reb Yosef Cairo. He's famous for his Shulchan Aruch and his Beis Yosef and his Kessaf Mishnah. But he has a less known sefer, the Magan Misherim, which is a Salseder HaParsha. It's written in Aramaic. It's one sefer of conversations that he had with a Malach. Every night he went to sleep with all the kashas that he had from the day. In Sfat, he went to sleep. He has all the Malach all his kashas, The next day he wrote it all down. We usually forget our dreams, but his was um, it was a uh, very. Uh, Memorable, so he wrote it down, and that's Magid Mesharm, the, the, the Magid. The Magid helped me out and, and gave me straight, uh, straight ideas. That's the Savior Magid Mesharm. So, in there, Reb Sternbach quotes Yosef Zatzal al Hashem. The Magid promised him that he would be zoche to die al Kiddush Hashem. That's what the abeis Yosef was told. yamav Yosef and at the end he was. It could be, to be on this level, we don't, we can't even fathom what this level means. But he was upset at, at the end of his life that he couldn't be makayim like Rabbi Akiva, bechol hafshecha. like Rabbi Akiva said. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I'm zochah to that. So Beis Yosef was upset about it. The Hamagid the Magid said, no, you don't understand. Shehu zachal mitzvah gadol yoser. He, you Beis Yosef, you have an even higher calling for the end of your life. Dahainu lich lichios al Hashem. To be p'amachas to die Hashem, That's one level. That's one moment in time. But to keep living every single day al That could be an even higher level. It's not a one-time thing. It's a day in, it's a day out. Have the longer life and to live al Yosef. That's an even higher level. Than what Akedat Baruch was asking from you. So based on that, of Sternbach, Vissara Hitzara, why was she upset? And she was like, "Oh, I can't believe!" She was in shock that it almost happened. She was in shock that her son almost was not zochet to live al Kiddush Hashem, which is the higher level. We mentioned in the past. This idea from the Shemanatov, where the Shemanatov uses this to answer two other questions. Shemanatov, did we mention this last week? We that, that, last week, or in the this year, it says, with well, the end of last week's Parsha, right, after the Akkadah, Yitzchak disappears. He disappears. The end of the Parsha is not mentioned. And the whole beginning, there's the whole par, beginning of this week's Parsha. Where's Yitzchak? Yitzchak's not, not at his mother's Leviah. Where's Yitzchak? Where is he? 77 psukim looking for a wife for him. 67 psukim looking for a wife for him. Where's Yitzchak? He's nowhere. He didn't give any other directions. Make sure she's this. Make sure she's that. Nothing. It's all Avram. Evet Avram. Ebed Avram. Yitzchak's not there. What happened to Yitzchak? So what does the Medrash say? Like all great biblical personalities that disappear in for bracious. He went to Shev Aver. Right? Yeshiva Shev Eber. He went there. Where else would they go? See, so he went to Yeshiva Shev Eber. Wonderful. Ask the Shem Anatov. Yisroch just gave his life. He was ready to give his life. Al Kiddush Hashem to be of al gabayam isbeah. What more did he have to learn? What he didn't learn maseches torah yet. He didn't learn erechin. There was some masechta. He was ready to give his life. Baruch Hu. What more did he have to learn? Says the Shem and was ready to die. Al Kiddush Hashem. But he had to go back to yeshiva to live. How to learn al To li- live. Learn how to live al Kiddush Hashem every day day in and day out, living al Kiddush Hashem. And he also says in a different piece, that's also why the test is called one of Avraham's tests, and not one of Yitzchak's tests. Asorah nisyonah Shel Avraham we mentioned at the end of last week's year. Why is the Akedah a test for Avraham? Yitzchak was the one that was going to give his neck? Because Yitzchak was a one-time thing, Misa al Kiddush Hashem. But to live al Kiddush Hashem, in every single circumstance that life presents us with, they're not always so easy. But yet, if we could overcome that and be to ourselves, tie ourselves to a Baruch Hu, to live HaKadosh Hashem, that's an even greater level. And maybe that's why he says of Sternbach, that was why Par Masa. And he even says, maybe in the next column, Venire, Shemitam Tam,,. logila Avram avinu l'Sara, Shomit l'kayim mitzvah Why didn't Avram tell Sarah where he was going? He was there for three. Before he left, he went to sleep that night. He didn't tell her, I have a busy day tomorrow. You know, I, he, he couldn't even say what he was going to do. It's an amazing question. Never think about it. Why didn't he tell Sarah? Right, it's interesting. Each of the Avos have different... Rav Hirsch talks about this. Each of the Avos have different relationships with their spouses. Each husband and wife. Avram and Sarah was not the same as Yitzchak and Rivka. It was not the same between Yaakov and his wives. There's very little of any communication between Yitzchak and Rivka in the Torah Shebechav. Right. Why didn't Rivka just tell Yitzchak, don't give the brachas to Esav. He's a rasha. Why did she just say that? She didn't. We'll talk about that hopefully in the future. But here, we find communication between Avraham and Sarah. Last week's Parsha, Sarah said, throw out Yishmael, so he listened. So why didn't Avraham, like he got this great nevuah. so why didn't he just say, Sarah, I'm, I'm going to kill our son tomorrow. Why, why did he say that? Why did he say that? Why would he say that? So says the says Sternbach, maybe why? she yada she-hi tespala la-shem levat Maybe he thought, based on this idea, he didn't want her to daven that, no, 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 Hashem, I want him to do even something even greater to live on Kiddush Hashem. Maybe it's for you, it's a test to have to live with that, what you did afterwards. But he, he wanted to have a munapshuta, I want to do what a Baruch Hu tells me to do. Avahuish toke, lakaya misfasabori ben munapshuta, lovakishme Hashem lashanos daito. He wasn't ready to ethnic sparkle to change his mind. God wants me to do this. I don't want to try to use my connections to get her out of the evil So, first idea, Sternbach, living, living al Hashem. Okay. Continuing the parsha. So we learn Avra buys the field. And not only buys the field, he buys the Ma'ra. And he he asks Ephron. Now in Pesach uh, Yud Gimel, and he speaks to Ephron, please uh, take the money. Ephron, Ephron says, "No, what's what's some money between us? It's okay." The fields that Ephron had, the field, the cave, even the trees. The Torah goes on to tell us the details. Everything goes to Avraham. So Rashi, according to the Medrash, already picks on the, up the, on the language, Vayakam Sede Ephron. Usually we don't use the Lashon of Vayakum by an object, especially by an inanimate object. It got up, people get up. Right? Vayakum Melachadosh. Right? But it could be a new king that got up, a new person. Fields usually don't get up. Right? The Gemara even says, Karka ain't an exelus. Fields, cannot, land cannot be stolen. What do you mean, by Vayakam stay Ephron. So Rashi says, Takuma haisalo. There was an, an uplifting. There was an uplifting of the field. Sheyotza miyad hedyot liad melech. It went from a hedyot, from an Ephron, to Avram Avinu. It had a Takuma let's learn together a thought from the Shirei Das, or Bluch, in the, it's quoted here in the Sefer Tiva Parsha, Source number three. Somewhat of a Kabbalistic idea, but hopefully we'll be able to get, um, understand what we can on our level. It says the Shirei Das, what does this mean that the field was uplifted? How did the field get uplifted? Fatvaram Timu, in line two, Ich Inyun tikuma Gabi Sante, what does that mean? Seicha the people, people could get uplifted. People could fulfill potential. But animals? A rock, a field, dirt. What does it mean that it was uplifted? That uh, there was something about it that did it realize that it went from from Ephron to Avraham? What difference does it make to him? Line nine, he says the shire das the wonder rock l'fi anu. It's only from our vantage point that we're asking the question. It's from our outlook of the world. In our limited outlook of the world, we don't see the land as realizing and having anything uplifting. He'll explain. We see the live and the inanimate. Everything is separate. There are different levels of creation. Like, the, like the, the Kuzari mentions. The Kuzari says there are four different levels of creation. We have on the bottom of the pyramid is the domain, the inanimate, dirt and rocks. And on the next level up, we have the what he calls the growers, trees and plants. Third level is chai, which includes animals. Or plants, we say a plant is alive, but it's not really alive. It's growing. We call it alive. But really, it's not the same alive, we understand, as, as animals could be alive. So you have Domeim, Somech, and you have Medaber, people. Medaber on top. Maybe Yisrael. But uh, says the, but the. there are levels. We don't see everything unified, says the Shirei Das. We see that everything levels. Asher po'hat chalata, here it starts, here it finishes. Line 14, But if you look in many, many sources... Shekal Habriya, Really the entire creation is part of a unit. Everything dovetails and perfectly fits together. mushrash We don't see it, but the ground is really parts of the growers, and of the animals, and everything. As the major says, similar Gemara also, line 20. There is not even a grass, one blade of grass in this world, that doesn't have a mazel, a, a parallel being upstairs. That's in charge of it. Right? Specific hashgacha. If we understand it from this way, maybe we'll understand this idea of tkuma uplifting for a field. And he gives a marshal, which I think helps helps us understand this. So where's the marshal? On the bottom of the column. Let's say a fly flies onto our arm. A little fly, or even a gnat, goes onto our arm. Al raglo al or on our foot, on our hand. what is that fly thinking, if a fly could think? What is that fly thinking as he sees this arm or this large area that he's sitting on? Does he realize that there's a whole human being, that this arm is connected to the rest of the body and that round thing on top is is connected and really there's a brain in there and you look down, you see the feet. It's just beyond the fly's capabilities to realize that the little... Area, his little focus, is part of a much larger unit. He just, it's beyond, he can't fault the fly, it's beyond his faculties. It's beyond, beyond his abilities. He can't. He sees the arm. The arm is separate. It's impossible that he would understand it. Even if you could explain it to him, it's, it's, it's not going to work. He's just not going to be mekambalit. He just can't because it's beyond his capabilities to see everything as a unified structure. He can't. Let's come back to our world. We see in our finite, minimal understanding, we see the earth. The earth is not connected to the things that grow on it. Which is not connected to the animals, all the different levels of creation, but really, says the Das, everything fits together. The whole world that Karish Baruch created, the whole unit, that unit, the Karish Baruch looked at the bria, everything together. Ki I'm on the second column now. I ilu hayolanu musago yoser babriya. If we had a greater view, a wider lens of the world, the listakol babahek of yoser like the fly in the body, az hainucholim liros besadeh, we will be able to see that this field is part of the larger creation. Hayodaas u margashes mashanas habechalka. It's part and the larger world is uplifted. When the field is uplifted. When the, an arm is healed, the whole body gets healed. When a, Even though the arm doesn't have any feeling itself, but it's part of the body. When a field, tkuma, becomes shalavim that's its tikkun. That's its ultimate purpose, to be the resting place for the avos and the himos, for adam and chava. So once that occurs, so then there is a tkuma. There is an uplifting, even though it's beyond our Our understanding. Last paragraph, you're right, this field itself doesn't feel it, realize it. Just like the arm. But as a whole, the world feels it. Just like the body feels it. That's the tkuma that that the land has. Okay. Let's continue now with a major question that is asked by a number of the Rishonim. Number of the Rishonim, Eliezer, Eved Avraham, starts going to find a wife. And he um, goes and um, takes many camels and he takes many presents. He goes to the well and he says, God, I need your help. Shiduchim is a tough issue. Eliezer already knew. Vayomar, with the Shalsheles, you got to help me. Okay, I'm going to make you a deal. Make you a deal. Let's have a sign. Let's make a sign. Right? He had the audacity to ask for a sign, which itself is amazing. The naara that comes out and says, uh, turns out, put down your uh, that I'll say to her. Right, Put down your jug and I'll drink. I'll give you to drink. I'll give your camels to drink. That's the one I'm going to know. That's the one I'm going to know. That's the one that I should pick for Yitzchak. Before he finished speaking, Rivka comes out and she is uh, She goes down and the rest is history. And it occurred. Eliezer says, thank you. He looked for a sign. He got the sign. How could Eliezer ask for a sign? We ask for signs. Not only is it not a good idea, isn't it Aser? Isn't it Aser? We know there's an Iszadar Eis in the Torah. An Iszadar in the Torah, in the Sefer HaChinach, Mitzvah Reish Mem Tes, I gave it to you, called Nichush. There's a Nichush. Right? I'm going to act based on a future event, somewhat su- like superstition-related a black cat walked across, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that. Say, Isn't that What What is the sefer define to that? Source number four. acharei You can't go after signs. Losanachashu. You can't do that. The Urb Bisci line four. kagon. What's an example? Oh my nafla Oh bread fell out of my mouth. Oh, I'm gonna take that as a sign to invest here. Nafla nachash mimini. Oh, a fox went by, a snake went by, oh, I'm not gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. That's an Nisar Nechush. You can't live based on that. Right? All the, all the talks about different uh, types of Nechushim, animals going by. So what exactly is... How did Eliezer do that? What's the Shoresh of the Mitzvah, the Seber HaChenechiva continues, that that's that's going to take away from our belief in a kaddish Hu. We're supposed to serve God. we're not supposed to serve signs. Mishar Shia Mitzvah says the Chinav, E'la, Divri First of all, it's foolish. That's what the Rambam says in all the cases where he talks about Nikush. It's foolish, it's meaningless, it doesn't work. The Sefer, other is say it works, but it's Asir. But says the Sefer Khinach, these are it's foolish. Am Kadosha Miti, To the Am Kadosh that Hashem chose, Loyo islahem Shah Yeshub Divray They shouldn't follow this. It's not it's, it's not royal for them. For Hashem. They're going to take this as a sign, they're going to act in a certain way, they're going to fail, and they're going to say, Look, God, what you did to me. God's gonna say, I didn't do that to you. It was your fault. That's not a sign, but we can be led astray by these signs. Can to kifira gemurah, says the chinuch. So what exactly, what exactly was Eliezer doing? And oh, oh, it was before the Torah was given. But this is a basic tenet. This isn't just a mitzvah that oh, did he do this Did he not do this mitzvah? This this smacks of avodah zara. So how is Eliezer allowed to ask for a sign? This question is asked on another biblical figure, not in the Torah, but on Yehonah's son, the son of Shaul. When he was going to attack the Plishtim on, overnight, Right, everybody was scared what was going to happen, beginning of Shemuel Aleph, Perik middle of Shemuel Aleph, and he takes his Nosei Kalim, he takes his um, assistant, and they're hiding out, and the plishtim see them. So he says to his servant, he says, "Let's see how they call us. Let's see what they say." So you have in the source number five, top top passage, If they say, "Hey, you there! Stop! We're coming to you. Don't move." So then that means we are not meant to come. They tell us, "Don't move. We're coming to you." Then God's telling, sending us a sign. We better go back. We're not going to be successful. But if they say, you, come here, come here right now, come up to us, that means we should go up to them, and we will be successful. That'll be an os. And we know the story goes, And they went, and they hid, and the Anchei Matzavah said, Come on up, who are you? And Yonah said, oh, that's it, we're going and the rest is history. We know Yohonah's son was able to succeed, and he ate the honey when she, after his father said he was allowed to eat. We discussed that in the daf this week. But this is another story. How did Yohonah's son do it? This was after the Torah was given. Right? This is the son of, son of Sheol Amelach, right? best friend of David. So how did Yohonah's son do it? So the Radak, let's deal with two of the uh, answers given. There are many answers in the Rishonim. Let's do the Radak on that pusik in Shmuel, and then we'll see one other answer. The Radak has this questions. On top, third line. It can't be that this was Aser. It can't be that Yonasa did something wrong. Why? The if it was God wouldn't have gone along with the whole charade. He would have He would have tripped him up. It doesn't sound like from the story that he did anything wrong. And Yonasa the Bnei Gisrael are saying he was a hero, which he was. Right, even in the Navi, it's, before this story in the Navi, he's called Yonasan, son, and now he's called Yehonah's son. He got the extra hay from Shema Shema Shem Hashem Hashem, added to his name, the Mepharshah point out. So, so what, why wasn't it a problem? Why wasn't it a problem? So says the Radak, Yonasan son was going anyway. To, this is his, his try of the story. He was going to go anyway. You know what? He just needed a little chizik. He wasn't going to decide really, even though this seems like from the Psukim he was going to decide based on this. He was going, he was going, he thought this is what he had to do to save the save the for the Plishem. But he just needed a little push. And he was looking for a push. When you're looking for a push, you're not basing your whole decision. You're just how confident are you going to be as you do it? That's so that's not Nihush. Nichosh is only when am I going to do it or not, based on whether this is going to occur. But if you're going to do it basically anyway, and you're just saying, come on, I really want to, I'm going to do it, but I'm a little nervous. And you use it as a, you know, an extra chizuk, then that's okay. Bottom bottom uh, lines that are underlined. You want to do it. It's just to strengthen your heart. That's mutter. That's not nichosh. Niqush is when my behavior is determined based on what I see and what I what I ask for. But if I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm just asking for some chizik, that's one answer. That's reading a lot into the psukim. The Radak is reading a lot, saying he wouldn't have done it anyway. What Eliezer? That doesn't really work for Eliezer. What he was? How else would he have figured out which 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 girl? But it works for Yohonasan a little bit. But there's a second answer which is given, I'll give it to you from the hidushe Haran, one of the great Rishonim in Mesecha's school in Dach Tzadikei, who gives an answer which answers many, many, uh, all these cases and any other case that might come up. Here's Akashi. Quotes it at the end, but I'll quote it now. What if I say the following, if it rains tomorrow, I'm gonna, not going to go on a teal. But you know what? If it doesn't rain, I'll take that as a sign that I'm supposed to go on a teal. Is that Nihush? Or is that logic? Or is that any normal person? We use that as logic. Says the Ran, look at these two cases. This wasn't Nihush. This was logic. teretz, says the Ron, I have to explain it. She'i on the next page, source 6. She'i It's impossible that Eliezer, Yehonasan would use Nihush. I mean, you see this answer, it's one of those answers you're like, that's such an obvious answer. Those are the best answers. When it's so obvious, like, what was the question? Let's see. What's Nichush, that's Oser? Where you make something dependent on something that totally doesn't make sense. Oh, my bread fell out of my hand. I take that as a sign. I'm not supposed to cross the street. Or tsvi Hipsik, a, a wolf walks by, I, I'm supposed to turn around and go home. Right, Because the perak paragdalan Mises. Right, as it says in Sanhedrin. Avo shasvara no But if it's logic, I ask for a song, but it's based on logic. I'll go out with her if she has great mejis If she doesn't have good mejis I'm not going out with her. Is that nichush? That's not nichush. Onisko, ain't that nichush? Shakul iskeha o That's how we live. In if it rains, I'm not taking a trip. But if it's not raining, I'm going to go out. That's how we live. The Eliezer Eved Avraham, the son Ben Shaul, the Chayot these two great biblical personalities, they made their actions dependent on something that made sense. What did Eliezer say? The girl that gives all my camels and me to drink... That's a balas chesed. That's who I want for Yitzchak. It wasn't just a, a sign that had nothing to do with what was going on in his life. It was specifically connected to what we wanted to do. Shalayim izavgen, isha liyitzchak avinu, ela ho geneslo. L'fichach lachach simen la'atzmo. Shemtei kolkach She's so wonderful in her actions. V'shlema v'myosan, wonderful in her midos. Ad shek shiyomalag, me'ini give me a little water. Tishivena baruch nadiva. I'll give you, I'll give your camels. That's who HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to get. Remember, we spoke about last year. We spoke about last year, how why not HaKadosh Baruch Hu take, take a, a wife for his son from the, from the people that lived around him? Why, why didn't Avram take a wife for his son from the people that lived around him? They were both the Zarah, but you know what? At least the people that lived, Rivka, they were Balmidis. And that's the most important thing. And that's what he said, that's what he's looking for. He was looking for a Balmidis. So once she, once she did this, that's what I want. And son. What was Yonath? Ch'in Yonasan, Ben Shoal. If they say, we're coming down to you, don't move, that shows that the politicians are confident. That shows that they feel that they have the upper hand. But if they don't want to move from their spot, they like stand there with their sword. Okay, come. We're going to get... Right? That shows a level of defense. That shows that they're maybe not so sure of themselves. So it made sense. Shem yomer all the way later. Yeh nira, shem yerei imimarav. They're scared of an attack. V'chayotzi b'zev. But tach yonos and big So yonos was sure of his gvura, Shehu banos zikil b'hen. That is minhago shel olam. That is not called nichush, and therefore there is no problem with that with that behavior. Yeah. What about the ur so that's straight from God. That's, that's, God told us, this is how you're supposed to ask me questions. So that's, I mean, even so, it's not always clear. We have to interpret. Right? We mentioned the Ramban last year that they, just the letters right, light up and we have to, we have to un- the Koen God has to unscramble them. And sometimes the Kohen God gets it wrong, like Ailey did, mentioned last year. Shikora, Shidur she Shidur Khan was, was, was drunk. But that's, I that would say, Urvatum is an exception to the rule because that's where God specifically said, you know, uh, do it. There's another exception to the rule, right? It's giving stucca. Right, saying I'm going. It's similar, not the same idea, but we're allowed to test the Kaddish Baruch Hu, The Gemara says by giving Sanasu an exception to the rule of Staka. So there are exceptions here and there, but generally this is the uh, this is the rule. Okay, let's continue. Another question, a general question about this whole parsha. Perak Chav I'm sorry, Perak Chavdalat Pasig Membeis. Chavdalat Membeis. Right, Rashi here quotes. The whole story, the whole story that's, that's said twice over, so many psukim, this whole story, 67 psukim in this parak. and Rashi is bothered, like any of us would be bothered, why is so much time given to this story? And it's not only said once, it's said twice. It happened, and then Eliezer reports what happened. Chazal pick up on all the differences between the action and the report. But Rashi quotes Amr Rabbi Yacha, Perach Avdalek Pasuk Membez, Amr Rabbi Yacha, Sichasan Avde Avos, Greater is the conversations of the servants of the avos, greater than the Torah of the later generations. So much. What did he? What jewelry he gave her, and how many camels he took, and when did he give her the jewelry, and the details, and he came, and he asked for a sign, and the well, and the, so much, so much press. And so many halachas we learn that from a hint, from an extra tag, an extra crown on a letter, from an extra line. Where do you learn our from? Call you. What an amazing concept! The basis of the whole concept of yatsa so many are based. What do you learn it from? From a couple of extra dots on top of pesukim. A couple of extra dots. That's where we learn that principle from. Dots. And here we have sixty-seven pesukim about the story because the greater is the conversation of the Avdei Avos than the Torah of the later generations. What exactly is being is being driven at here by, by Chazal? So it says, An important thought suggested by Ravaran Kotler Cutler. Source number seven. Mishnah Serbiyara, which I don't think we have uh, had an opportunity yet to look into, so let's see his words. He quotes the Rashi, and then he quotes... Line four. So many columns. the details. What he thought, what he did, and what he told over. It's like three. Because, and he gives a few examples. There's so much derech eretz and midos that we learn out from this whole story, and therefore it has to be lengthy. What's the message? V'cha'inyan. Line 10. De ha'halachos klubos kludos Torah. All halachos in the Torah. Milvar kol hasodos ha'klulim b'kaldibur v'olomus ha'klulim b'am. Yes, there are a lot of secrets. But all the mitzvahs in the Torah. V'nimsa l'chazal heich l'farish k'altib v'kaldibur and we have the power to interpret and to decipher the words in the Torah and the power of droshas. Line 16. E'n sorech Yoser. When you say a mitzvah, when you say a halacha, you say it, boom! This is the mitzvah. Do it! See, halacha Hebrura. Halacha is clear. Dam hasheret mitame kipsaro. Dam, this, dam of this sheret is mitame. This, that. When it comes to halacha, when it comes to Shulchan Aruch, you look in the Shulchan Aruch, you know what to do. So it can be concise. The Torah doesn't have to be so lengthy when it's telling us halachas. Just say it. Aval. But when it comes to derech eretz, when it comes to hashkafa, when, when it comes to world outlook, when it comes to midos, it's much, much harder to get a handle on what to do in every situation. I wake up in the morning. I know I have to put on my tzitzis. I have to put on tefillin. I have to daven. I have to make a bracha. I have to say Asher Yatzar after after I go to the bathroom. I have to. Do, I have to do this. I have to do that. I'm not allowed to eat not, kosher, I'm not. When I meet my friend on the street, how do I approach them? What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to react in this situation? It's not always so clear. When it comes to Derech when it comes to just acting in the world outside the world of mitzvos, it's much grayer. Says Ravarin, that's why the Torah has to spend so much more time on it. But when it comes to Midos and Derech we need more, more input. We need more teaching. And it's still not enough. He says, But we know the message. Depends on the situation. Every situation would call for something different. Everything depends on the Havana. It's much harder. The Torah writes the mitzvah, the mitzvah. What does it mean? Because this has a lot to do with Midos and Derecheret and Musar. he gives an example in the next uh, column. So many halachas we learn out from this. Uh, uh, this who, who's, who's right to be an Aimba Yisrael for Yisleh Gavinu? It's all Tolyan Chesed. And the, the ideas of Hashkacha, that Eliezer believed so deeply in Hashkacha. I got a who's going to help me, and he listened to Avraham, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later also. Even though he had his own daughter, he knew this is what Avraham wanted, and what Rivka did, she gets off the camel when she comes back. We learn Snias out from that. So many halachas learned that from this whole story. Not halachas. I crack myself. So many midos, so many musr, so much derech eretz. The Torah spends a lot more because that's a much harder concept. That's what we call the fifth sholchan How to apply everything that, that are in the Da'l of to cases which are not so clear. The Gemara says in brachas, gedola shimusha yoser milimuda. Greater is serving a Rebbe, being around a Rebbe, schmoozing with a Rebbe, just watching a Rebbe. Even greater than learning from a rebbe from the she'er, just being around the rebbe, taking a ride. Sometimes we all know we have we never have a chance to be with a be with a, a rebbe in the car for an hour. It's even more valuable sometimes than listening to three hours of a Shir. because just the sichas the sichas of a rav is is so powerful. Rav Soloveitchik once noted in source number eight, the Gemara in Mem the Gemara is defining what is the halachic definition of an am ha'aretz. We're not talking about colloquially here when we say, oh, he's an No, that's No, that's just a derogatory term. But in the days of the Gemara, there was somebody called an Am Haaretz, somebody who was not a bucky in certain Halachos. There was a question, there were issues, whether you're allowed to be Mizamain, whether you're allowed to have a Zimun with an Am Haaretz. And Maistris, you might not be able to trust certain people, but that's what the Gemara in that context, in the seventh parak brachas, in Hilchazimun, what is an Am Haaretz? So says the Gemara, a number of opinions. Opinion number one, Tana Rabanan, source eight, bottom right. Calls sheino Somebody who doesn't say kriyashma. Okay, somebody who's not makabelo machus shemayim. He refuses to say kriyashma morning and night. That's somebody who, who has something. That's 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 a that's a stain on his neshama. He doesn't say kriyashma. Rabbi Yeshua Omer calls sheino tfilin Doesn't wear Tfilin. Also, how can he not wear Tfilin? Reb Nasan Amar calls shein lo tzitzis bebigdo. Reb Nasan Okay, all all major mitzvos that we understand. You reject this mitzvah. That's, that's that. You're in the category of an amaretz. Reb Bar Yosef Amar calls Misha Yesh banim, ve'ino magatz lo matam Torah. People who have children who don't give them a Jewish education, they don't have to go to yeshiva. They could they could pick it up. No, that's also an Amaretz. The mitzvah of Puravu does not end at birth. It starts at birth. The mitzvah of Puravu is to raise B'nai and B'nos Torah. It's not just to have the kids, physically, biologically, but it's to raise them. That's part of the paying the tuition bills, those listening in America. And also just worrying about all the issues, whatever country one is in. That's part of the mitzvah of Puravu. Acherem Omrim. Last Last opinion. Last opinion. Even if somebody sits and learns three siddharma a day, if they don't have a rebbe, that's an am ha'aretz. Answer of That's an am haaretz. He knows shas backwards. He knows everything. That's an am haaretz. So he doesn't have a rebbe. The answer is you could get know every mitzvah and every halacha and every sifkatan of the shulchan aruch. But if you don't know the Fiz Shulchan arach, if you don't have a Rebbe to know how to apply it, Hareza am haaretz. That's why the Torah has to spend so much time dealing with this area of Midos, of Derech Eretz. What's not always so clear? Terkei Right, So that's hariza hariza am Haaretz. This is even quoted, I don't know if we quoted this last year at some point, I think we did, but it's worthwhile always to quote it again because it's in the summer Parsha, so I don't know if we're going to get to do that at some point. Parshas Veschanan. The Ramban writes on the Pasuk of Yashavatov, source number nine, vasisa HaYashavah the Torah says you should do what's right and good in the eyes of God. Ask the Ramban. The Torah tells us 613 mitzvahs to do. And then the Torah says, do what's right. What do you mean what's right? Do the mitzvahs. Isn't that what God wants? So says the Ramban beautifully in the top of the left side of, the, of his uh, source number nine, V'zen yan Gadol. Says the Ramban, this is a major inyan. It is impossible for the Torah to write in every situation what are we supposed to do? My parents are not here. My Rebbe is not here. More flexibility. The Torah can't write exactly what to do in every situation. What to do in business every single case that comes up? Sometimes... You know, it's not so clear. I, 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 I have this this thing with my neighbor, with my this, and I, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure. So the Torah can't tell you exactly every case. So the Torah basically gives guidelines. 613 guidelines. Follow this. And you know what? If a situation comes up that's not in these 613, apply what you think I would want to be done in this situation. It says, don't take revenge, don't stand idly by, etc. And after that, the Torah says, do what's right. I always tell my Talmidim, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, just imagine, if my Rebbe was here, would I be doing this? Would I be watching this? Would I be talking this way? Imagine your Rebbe's in 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 the huddle with you. Imagine he's on the court. Imagine wherever he is. And we all have to have that Rebbe, like Yosef at HaTzadik had his father. To Shel Aviv. That's Fiyasisa Yashav HaTov. That's the fifth Shulchan Aruch. I'm going through a Sefer now called Chiku Mamtakim. It's a beautiful two-volume set. It's an encyclopedia about Rav Shalma Zalman. Reb told me it's the best safer in about Reb Shlomo, Shlomo Zalman. It's too. I it go. It's an encyclopedia. It has Avelos, Almanos. Every every going from Allah through tough, everything about all stories and, and Hanhagas of Reb Shlomo Zalman. So it tells one story in there. Reb Zalman had a very special kapeda. Every wedding he couldn't go to every wedding, but if it was an Almana or a Yasum, he would travel the world. He never left Eretz Yisrael, but he would travel anywhere. There's one story. There was a there was a couple that got married. And uh, exact story. The Yisomim Shlomazama was very involved in the wedding. And uh, the wedding was in Tel Aviv. And um, after the wedding, so this, the story goes that the, whatever the couple went back to their apartment. And Shlomazama slept in Tel Aviv that night, which was very very unusual. Go back to his home in Shari Chesed. He slept in Tel Aviv. Nobody knew. Nobody knew why he slept in Tel Aviv. So the, 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 the Rav writing this knew he slept there because he was taking care of him. He was the Shamish. The, Re- the Rebbe wants to sleep in Tel Aviv tonight. Okay, fine. Years later, years later, this Rebbe who signed the story says he was involved in a wedding of a yasim. Marigold, yasim is in that. So Rasulullah R- Zalman called him over and said, I have to tell you something. you remember years ago when I, when I did this such and such a wedding? He's like, yeah. He says, you remember when I slept over in Tel Aviv? He's like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's always bothered me. He says, I'm telling you now because I want you to be cognizant of it. What happens the day after the wedding? The day after the wedding, they got all these presents. The Chazam Ka'ala have all these presents. And they start opening them. And what's the first thing they do? What's the first thing a Ka'ala wants to do? She wants to run to her mother. Look what I got! Look what I got! It's amazing! I got this! I got that! Achmanah was fine. She didn't have a mother. I wanted her to have somebody to run to. So I slept in Tel Aviv and I went there the next day. I went there. She needed somebody. I knew she would need somebody. That's not written anywhere in the Torah. That's the physical Shulchan you read that the whole two the whole, the whole every page is a, is another story like that. Because that's Rishloam Zalman. Just to mention one other, Hanoch Teller tells over this story. It's also in there also. Another story. There was a, a halacha. A There was a young a young uh, a young woman who lost her husband. She went to her Zalman and the question was where to where to bury where to bury this her her husband. Does it put it with with his family or with or with her family? That was the question. Shlomo Zalman said, without batting an eyelash, with his family. Why doesn't say that in the Shulchan Aruch? Shlomo Zalman says, you know what's going to be if, if he's if she if he's buried in, in her family plot. What? So she, how, how soon is she going to get remarried? She has a husband sitting in her family plot. No, she has to move on. She has to move on. You're not. You, you, I'm not going to. I'm keeping this woman in chains. His family plot. R' not a tragedy. But I need to let this woman live her life and move on with her life. That's what Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo could think. He could be the fitz Aruch. That's why the Torah spends so much time says Revar and Cutler on Eliezer because it's not halacha. It's midos. It's derech eretz. It's thinking about the other person even beyond of what we would normally think. That's the gauss of Shlomo and that's what we learn from this parsha. Okay. Moving right along. Just getting started. Okay. A thought from a Sefer, which we should spend more time on. I apologize that we don't. This is a Sefer that interesting, Rav Shlomo Zalman. He writes in the Hadamah of the Sefer. Rav Shlomo Zalman urged him to write this Sefer. Rav Shlomo Zalman used to listen to the drushes of Rav Yosef Misalant in Yerushalayim. And he urged, Rav Yosef Misalant, you have to write down your drushes. Rav Yosef Misalant asked the following question, following Remes. We know that in Rashi quotes that in Perach of Dalet, Pasach on all the gifts... That Eliezer gives to Rivka, what does he give her? Nezem Zahav, a golden nose ring, Beka Mishkalo, its weight is a Beka, a half of something, Shneit Semidim al Yadeha, two bracelets, Atsara a ten gold is their weight. Rashi quotes that all these are alluding to something. What are they alluding to? Rashi quotes Beka, Ramez Lashikla Yisrael, to the Shkalim, Shneit Semidim. What it, Semidim? Remez loshnei, luchos, mitsumados. It's remez to the two luchos. What is, what's samud? Samud, connected to. Mitsumados, you know, connected to. You know, the, the two luchos were connected to each other. Very unusual term. The luchos usually aren't are alluded to as, as mitsumados. It's mitsumados. Asarazar, Mishkalam, remes, Dibra, The ten is the Dibras, and the, and the two luchos are the, are the mitsumados. Say, as the ber Yosef. Why is why is Eliezer telling hinting to Rivka? Remember the Asaros Adibras. Remember the Luchos. And what about this lashon of Mitsumados? Unusual lashon. The Luchos that are Mitsumados says the Ber Yosef again. Not to go through the whole thing, but um, please feel free to uh, read it. The Efshar line ten. You see his Luchos <speaking in Hebrew> Even though in the Torah there is no hint that the luchos are split up five and five. There are ten dibros. Why do, where do we get five and five from? That's in the Medrash. It's in the Medrash, and, it's, and the, like Roshata likes to say, the shuls paskin in that way. Right? Because in all the shuls, on top of the and you got five over here and five over there. It looks nice. If you, write, if you would write out the whole dibros, it would be lopsided. There's a lot more words in the first five. It's much less words on the left side. But that's what we posken, Lechorah, right? The five and five. Assuming that's the case, many Svarim point out that there's a unit. The first five are Benadam HaMakom. Right? Onok Yeshem HaLakakha, Avodah Zarah, Losisa, Shabbos, and even Kibur HaVeim. Let's see what he says. Hayucham Mishal Aluach HaRishon Kula Meadvar Menogam Minadam HaMakom. Emuna B'Hashem, Asvarame Avodah Zarah, Shvua Sheker, Shmira Shabbos. And keep it aim, which is compared to if we are machabid our parents properly, then we will machabed our Kodesh Baruch Hu, which is our parents' shutif. On the second luach is etc. What's Eliezer trying to do? Rifka. You are a tremendous balasmidas. I know that. But you don't know any Torah yet. Right? You're living in the house of Wavan you have to know that if you're coming to Yitzchak Avinu and you're going to be his wife, Shnei Luchos mitzumados, The two Luchos are connected. The two Luchos go hand in hand. The adam Bin adam They have to go together. Line 31. You can't just choose one Luch. Ulaniachilashumchuba makom. Ki luchasksiv, as it says in Kisisa. In the Torah when it says luchos, it leaves out the vav. It's as if it's saying it says luchas, one luach. Because it is all it is all one. So she was great. So he gives her all these jewels. Remember. Beka goles What's a beca? It's half. You've only done half, Rifka. You've only done half. You have to remember. The luchos mitzumados. The luchos. It's two, they go together. Line 16 in the next column. And then he even talks about, I'm not going to do, read it more because I want to get to uh, two other little things, but he talks about why dafka nose ring. Why not anywhere else in the body? He talks about it, uh, but feel free to continue. That's the Ber Yosef. Um... The ingenious thought. Okay, two more thoughts. Two more thoughts. There are Marma here if you uh, get to the end of it. First, a gra. Gra. We haven't had a gra in a little while. Perach of Lamites. Says the Pasach. El Adoni. Right, this is Eliezer telling over the story and he's saying what he told to Avraham. U'lai lo telecha Maybe she's not going to want to come with me. But Yomrei said to me, "Hashem's going to take care of you. Don't worry about it." Chazal point out that this word "ulai" is spelled without a vav, aleph lamidud ulai. So if you take away the Nekudos, it could be read as Eli, to me. What does that mean? There's a hint here. "Alai says Rashi. "Bas ha'isol Eliezer. Eliezer had his own daughter. How do you think he felt? He wanted Yisla for his daughter. Right. Uh, Eli. Eli. Amr Avram. Avram says, sorry. I'm not going to get into the the seriousness of that statement. What does that mean? He's an Eved. Eved is Eved, uh, is, is cursed. That's what Rashi says. There's a hint here that Eliezer really, by saying, Ulay maybe she won't want to come, he really doesn't want her to come. Because he would rather have Rivka for his own daughter. Ask the Gora, how did Chazal, he would rather have Rivka for his own, he would rather have Yitzchak as, um, as a son-in-law. Thank you, I'm sorry. I was just getting excited about the Grah to say and I I lost myself, lost my train of thought. So as the Grah, you can lose yourself in the Grah. Worst things to lose yourself in. Says the Grah, how did Chazal know to darshan this so negatively? Okay, Ula Eli, To say that Eliezer really didn't want her to come. How did Chazal know that? Says the Grah, you got to know Tanakh and then it's straightforward. There are two words in Tanakh that could mean maybe. Maybe, maybe this is going to occur. There are two words that could be used. One is ulai and one is pen. Pen, maybe. If you look throughout Tanakh, pen is always used when the person in question wants it to happen. And ulai is always used when the person does not want it to happen. And he gives six examples of each one, if you don't believe him. Anam Yeshva'er, Source eleven. Dinilashin safek yavah belashin akodish bishne shemotir dafim. Ha echer pen, vasheni belashin ulai. Vachilik benam kachu. Dim omer chavit shaloys, dim ha If I don't want it to occur, asha ola al daito, yomar Bolashan pen. I will say pen. Pen yif telavavchem. Hashem doesn't want Ben Yisrael to to leave him. Pen yivtelavavchem. Pen yivtelavavchem. Pen yivtelavavchem isha. Pen always means that you don't want it to occur. Hashem doesn't want it to occur. But Ulai is always, I wish it would happen. Ulai yibanei m'mena. Ulai yibanei m'mena. Ulai yisafanai. Ulai yishchamishim tzadikim besochair. Ulai tzadikim Avram trying to save <anniversary> <thick> stone. <sequester> Ulai always means you want it to come true. So what happens here? Eliezer says, Once Chazal see Uli they say, Uh-oh. Eliezer doesn't want it to come true. Then they picked up on the missing, the Vav. It could be read lie, ela- And in that way, they darshened it as such. In the footnotes though, and just then we'll have one more, in the footnotes, though, he points out that I have a problem. Next week's Parsha. Next week's Parsha. Yaakov Avinu is wearing Esav's clothes. He says, oy what's going to happen? <laughs> pen avi. Maybe my father's going to touch me. Ulai Ula, what? Ulai. Lizos, uh, I'm sorry, ulai. ulai. It should say pen avi. It says ulai. It says ulai. He doesn't want to be touched. Uli the grass said is always when you want it to occur. He, Yaakov wants his father to touch him? It should say, Penyimushen Yavi! Nan Uli. So in the footnotes, he points out from one other he says, No, no, maybe it could, it could fit in as follows. Amazing. It says in the bottom, line 6. Yaakov's Famous question. This is MS. Yaakov stands for MS. This is MS. He's lying to his father? It bothered him inside. Deep down, deep down, he didn't want to get found out and then lose the brach and get his father upset. But deep down, he wanted his father to figure it out and realize Hashgacha wants him to get the brachas. It co- it didn't sit well with him that he was just outright, outright lying to his father. So really, he did want his father to touch him and feel him and figure it out. And then give him the bracha, as he did at the end. What does he say when he finds out? He realizes it's all from a Kaddish Baruchu. He had to do it, because his mother told him to. I hope, I hope he touches me, so I don't have to keep living this charade. That's why it's Dafka, Ulai Mushayni I want it to come true, so I don't have to keep going this. And he, asked, he also answers a question about Eov, but that is, we'll leave for now. Finally, one final thought. Again, I'm sorry we'll have to say it quickly, but um, one final thought related to one more Rashi. Almost every thought started with a Rashi this week. Baruch Hashem, Rabban you Yisrael. The last Rashi in the whole story of, of the um, getting the wife, and we know that Yitzchak brings Sarah. Into the tent, and what happens? And she is a wife and he loves her. Rev Hirsch points out, I don't know if we did this last year. I think we did. What do you mean? He brought her he, he married her and then he loved her? Shouldn't it be he loved her and then he married her? No, no. Love grows after marriage. People have their fiftieth anniversary, they say, Oh, you've been married twenty five years. You think you know what love is. Right? Try fifty. Right, so the um, by love, the more marriage continues, the more love should keep growing. But then it says, Yitzchak has <laughs> Nachama. Rashi quotes, What do you mean Nachama? The three items that disappeared when Sarah died came back once Rivka came back. What happened? What, did, what three things came back? So Rashi quotes, um, there was a candle from Erev Shabbos to Erev Shabbos. There was, mitsuya b'isa. there was a bracha found in the dough and and the cloud over the tent and then they came back by Rivka. So what are these three, the candle, the dough, and the cloud, what do they symbolize? So I saw in two of the great Achronim, Riv and Riv Salvechik. Two out of three, they say the same exact thing on. Two out of three. Amitoshel Torah. And then the third one, they have a difference. Two out of three, Cesar of Pincus. You can read it here, outside Cesar Pincus and Ravaran. What's the candle? The candle symbolizes a menucha. Symbolizes a shalom bayis. Symbolizes a certain tranquility. Halavai that we all daven for to have in our houses. When you had a sara there, when you had an Akarasabaias bayis there, when you had a rifka there, the candle, the shalom bayis candle was there. And guess what, Cesar of Pincus? It wasn't only on Shabbos. May Erev Shabbos, La Erev Shabbos. What, only Shalom bias on Shabbos? It went from week to week. The same calmness and tranquility that was there through, throughout Shabbos was there through the week as well. Says Rav says Aaron, the lamp that remained lit from one Shabbos to the next symbolizes the ideal of the spirit of Shabbos being present in the Jewish home throughout the entire week. Right, and that's what it means. where Aaron even says, "Why well, does it say in Chazal that as long as we keep two Shabbatot, Mashiach's going to come? Why not one? One's not good enough. Why do we have to keep two? No, it means we got to have a week. We got to have a week that we do well from Shabbos to Shabbos. Got to have the message of Shabbos. That's the nair. What about the bracha B'Isa? be'isa? Bracha suya be'isa. What does it mean? What does Rashi quote? Bracha mitsuya be'isa. B'Isa I mean, a little dough satiates you. A little bit, I'm full. All of our material possessions in life." The messages that we have to give our children. This is what we have. This is what we're happy with. The Bracha Metsuya Be'isa. That message of not always needing to have just because so-and-so has it and this and that. Being happy with what we have. The Bracha Metsuya Be'isa. That's number two. And number three. The cloud. Rav Pinkus goes in the derech of Snius. A cloud covers. Anan. Right? Hein kokvudabas melach penima. While Rav Aaron says a cloud symbolizes sometimes darkness and pain and sacrifice and a family in a relationship is about giving and sacrificing for each other. And that's the cloud. But either way, those are the messages of the Nair, the Anan, and the, and the Issa. Good to use at any Ofruf, Sheva Brachas, Chuppah, and the like. Or at any Shabbos table when we're trying to instill these values into our families. Okay, we'll stop here. And B'Rod we will continue.